Is it better to be a guest on podcasts or is it better to host your own? Let's talk about that. Episode 19 of the Full-Time Podcast Producer. I am your host, Isaac Smith. I am a podcast producer, and today I am here to help you answer the age-old question as to whether or not it is better to be a guest or a host of a podcast. This is a question that's gone back a good ways, especially among people who like to weigh time and results against each other. And it's something that I butted my head against a lot when I was starting out as a podcast producer. People would get confused about what it was that I did. They'd think that I was some sort of podcast networker who could get them on all these shows. And that wasn't anywhere close to what my value proposition was. And I've gotten a lot better at communicating that. So it doesn't come up as much. But I saw this question posed again in a LinkedIn feed recently. And it inspired me to go ahead and make an episode on it. And I, I wanted to do my best to paint an objective picture of both arguments and maybe some middle ground that goes on and give you an idea of what happens behind the scenes of both as well. But I'll, I'll admit up front, I do have a bias. I think you need to host a podcast. I think that there are results to be had. And pretty soon, as social media fields shift, I don't know if you've been keeping up with Facebook and the numbers of their users and the direction that's going, but there's going to be a time where people are looking for other platforms to be on, and podcasting is definitely going to be one of those. If you think we have a lot of podcasts now, you have not seen anything yet. But let's start with guesting, because that one has the lowest barrier to entry, and while you might already be thinking about starting your own podcast or have already started one, this is something that you can start doing now as far as being a guest and see results pretty immediately. So let's start there. Guesting takes a lot less work than hosting. I'll admit that up front. You don't have to research as a guest in most cases. You don't have to do much more than just present yourself well and make sure that you are clear and prepared for whatever questions it is that the host could throw at you. Also, when it comes to the production side, if you want to stand out from other guests that have been on the show, it's it's not very hard. Uh, what I mean by that is a lot of people will get on a podcast as a guest and they'll have some Bluetooth headphones or they'll have a lapel mic attached to some earbuds and they'll think that they sound fine because they can hear the host fine. But that's not how it works. What happens to us as listeners is we are listening to them on a very subpar microphone with background noise and all these other things simply because that guest did not take the time to show enough respect for the audience and the host to quiet their background, to make sure that they were going to be heard clearly and well. And if you want to stand out as a guest, it's actually really, really easy. If you have enough to invest in just a really low-end microphone, I'm talking like 40 bucks. get the blue Snowball. It's kind of like the Blue Yeti, but it's much smaller. Hook that up. Make sure that you sound well and that you know how to distance yourself from that microphone properly. And all of a sudden, you are going to sound levels above a number of the other guests that they have had, especially the ones that don't have their own podcast and don't have their own setup. And you can really, really have an impact on that audience and increase that listen through rate simply by enhancing your own local quality for minimal amount of work and a very, very low budget. Another advantage to guesting is you can cover a lot of ground in a really short amount of time. It's a great opportunity for tapping into audiences and networks outside of your own 
simply by reaching out and scheduling a bunch of podcasts to guest on in a short amount of time. Now, this comes down to your ability to actually get in touch with those hosts and actually be a guest on those shows. Some people are better at it than others, admittedly, and a lot of shows get inundated with just blanket emails that people have put out just trying to get one guest on as many shows as they can, whereas you got to find a way to make yourself stand out. I think that's a topic that we're going to do in another episode, but I'm actually going to have a professional come on and, and talk a bit more about that. But... It is something that even if you are not excellent at getting in touch with people, as long as you can get in touch with a few, you can land yourself on a few podcasts. The next benefit, and this might be the biggest one, is that you are seen as a professional at this point. You've been brought on as an expert, as a consultant, as someone who is going to give inside information for free to an audience and a host and all these people, and that can never be taken away from you. It's something I, I, I do it myself. I post up in my LinkedIn different shows that I've been on as a guest that I think are prestigious shows, that are shows that I think carry a lot of weight to their opinion and what they say, and that's something that you can attach to your portfolio and really elevate yourself as a professional and how you're seen by other people simply by being a guest, preferably on multiple shows. Also, any audience listening in is going to hold you in a pretty high regard because a source that they know, like, and trust happens to know, like, and trust you enough to have you as a guest to share that information with them. In short, guesting takes very minimal work, it's very easy to stand out, and as long as you are putting in the consistent work, you can see consistent results the same way you could see results as a host. However, moving over to the hosting side, I think that there are more results to be seen in this category. One of the bigger advantages of hosting a podcast is you have more control in those situations. You have control over the topic. You have control over the guest. You have control over the people that you'll be connecting with and, and networking with. You also have more control as to the output of traffic trying to see that episode. That That is, if you're doing paid ads or if you publish your podcast to your own internet feed, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, where, wherever it might be. You have that audience in, in that niche that other people are trying to tap into. Your, your job is to build an audience and you're able to present this episode to them as many times and in as many ways as you really want to. And that leads to another advantage of hosting a podcast. You own that content. This is now content that you can repurpose, reuse, republish in any way, shape, or form. And it's something that the guest really only has access to once. Every time you might put something out for that episode or that kind of topic, sure, the guest's name will come back up. But this is now something that you can mold and, and master, and it's malleable to your needs as the podcaster. And that's something that the guest misses out on as far as creative control. As a host, you also see an increase in credibility and expertise. It's not that you know everything. That's why we bring on guests. But you are the person that everyone who listens to your show know, likes, and trusts. You are also the person who hosts a podcast. Who is more important in a house? Someone who owns the house, the master of the house, or someone who's 
on the staff of that house, someone who lives there but doesn't own it, doesn't have equity in it, isn't associated with it when it comes to ownership. If you own the Joe Rogan experience, then it's going to carry a much different weight than if someone says that they guested on the Joe Rogan experience. Could still be a big deal either way, but one is still seen in a more higher elevated status. And that only comes with being a podcast host, or I guess in this case, being a podcast owner. There's also more client and networking opportunities available to hosts than there are available to guests. This in part goes back to what I was saying about you building that audience and you having more credibility with that audience, but also it's you being able to provide a platform to other people. When I am being a guest and I'm reaching out to people, seeing if I can be a guest on their show, my turnover rate is pretty, pretty low. But when it comes to being a host and inviting other people to be a guest, my turnover rate is actually really, really high or, or really my, my result rate. I might be using that term wrong. But the number of people that say yes and that respond and that get excited to come on this show and that want to bring that expertise, I have so many more people that I can network with and connect with as a host than you can as a guest because I hold all the cards. I was the one who decided who to say yes and no to. I was also the one who, and, and we talked about this in the last episode, was very calculated in who he reached out to in order to potentially have some synergy with them. Maybe there's an opportunity that I can share with them or they can share with me, provided we got along great in this interview. There's more leverage opportunities that come as a host than as a guest. And the last one that I listed here, it kind of relates to what I've already said, is the host has more rapport with the audience. What I say is going to carry more weight than what a guest would say that no one's ever heard of before. But if you happen to be wearing both hats, if you happen to be a podcast host who is guesting on other podcasts, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Think about this. It's a lot easier to convert a podcast listener to another podcast than it is to convert an Instagram follower to becoming a podcast listener. In other words, if I put up a post on Instagram advertising a podcast, it's a lot less likely that they're going to convert to being a podcast listener versus me going on another show and saying, hey, I also have a podcast. You should come listen to me for more content like this. The ratio is, is much more skewed towards those who are already listening to podcasts. So if I come on as a guest and I have my own show, I can leverage that other audience. I can use the best of both worlds and I can build my own audience at that point. Also, going back to talking about rapport, if I have someone who really likes what I said as a guest and it turns out that I resonate with them and they, they really want to know more and I have my own show, well, all of a sudden my credibility increases in their eyes. It's, it's a big deal to be able to say that you are a podcast host and that you've guested on a number of other podcasts. Again, you're getting the best of both worlds, but you're also having a landing page, essentially, for other podcasters to go to who actively want to know more about you and what it is that you do. And finally, if you decide to pursue both, you have even more leveraged opportunities for more people to meet and more guests to be on. 
if I'm a guest on another podcast, I could ask that host to come on and be a guest, or I could ask them to give me access to their guest backlog and other people I'd like to also have on my show. And the synergy that happens between using both tactics really can have amazing results for you, your business, your audience, your podcast, and whatever else it is that you are trying to achieve through podcasting. I hope this has helped you guys. Let me know if I left anything out or if you have any additional points or feedback to add to this episode. You can find me on LinkedIn using the link in the show notes below or give me a shout through my email also in the show notes down below. If you are new to the podcast and you found this useful, be sure that you subscribe and leave a five-star review. Every little bit helps and we will talk to you again really, really soon. 